Okay, we only have one shot because for it being Sunday, May 23rd, May 23rd, 2021, we only got one shot to live this day, one shot to look back on it with the best memories, one shot, and we're doing it the best we can. We is in me and Max Spoden. Hello, Max, everybody. You're back. It's the third time. Number three. It's getting regular. <laughs> Number three. <laughs> You're back. I'm back. I'm here. I had a... You like doing it. Yeah, it's been fun. I got I got a story to tell you. I'm interested in hearing a story from you. Well, you're the one who... You brought up the story that you want to hear from me. Yeah. That I haven't thought about in a while. Well, I heard it secondhand. So oh, I want to hear... you want to hear straight from the source. Exactly. Okay. And I think it'd be yeah. entertaining to have that recorded. Yeah. And then no, absolutely. last time we talked, I was getting ready to head up to Iowa to go see my grandma and my dad, my grandma, who's going through Where? some treatments uh, west of Dubuque. Okay. Right by the Mississippi River. Do you want to go into what treatments? Uh, she's got non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, so she's just getting chemo. Um, and she's like weak afterwards. So my dad was there taking care of her. And I went up to take care of him because he was getting bored. Yeah. So we decided to be a good idea. Was he like, um, how did he, he own up to being bored? Did he just say, hey, Max, I'm bored? Well, it, so my grandma was in the hospital and because of COVID, you can't go into the hospital to see him. So he was at still? her house. Yeah, still. So she's in Iowa City. Like you couldn't show a vaccine card. and I don't think so. In. I don't think so. Good for that. Especially in like the Keeping it locked down well and maybe in some units you yeah. might but i mean it's yeah you know so he was like an hour away in dyersville basically waiting for a call for her to be released yeah so he's just kind of he couldn't really go do anything drove all that way to still be a phone call away exactly so he's what the next and he's was. in his hometown and you know yeah so you you went and hung out with him and that's why we couldn't hang out last week. Yeah. So I left on Friday and I left after work and I got there late and we got up really early because we were going to get out on the Mississippi River well, and yeah, do some and fishing. Before, yes. And and so that's where you said you got con- kind of a wild tale about the fishing experience. I want you to know that I had something go on uh, last weekend too. I was in New Orleans okay. for work. Really? And I know you didn't hear about no. what happened because you got a busy life. I did do a podcast on it. Awesome. A recording. I it's mean, not a podcast, Curtis. It's a recording. I got pickpocketed, man, oh, in New Orleans. Now, sucks. my first thing was I was going to say, because you weren't with me, yeah. because we didn't do a recording, but I was going to travel anyway. So, so oh, so you're going to blame me? Like, I if we were going to try recording, to find a way to blame you. You would have been yeah. occupied. And because not I asked you on Wednesday. So, if I didn't go to Iowa, you would I wouldn't have gotten magically be in Chicago doing a podcast yeah. with me. Or, of, you know what I would have done? I would have figured out a way to do it remote and then been so focused on doing it. Sure, you're in the hotel recording. room. Yeah, that yep. I would have never been subjected to a pickpocketing. Experience. I'll take the blame, but I won't. You know what I learned? Wallet in the front. Yeah. Or empty in the back. Or a button. If you no. have a button on the back pocket. I, I well, I see. Here's the thing. I went it. I I was buttoning it, but then I got lazy because I started. I mean, I was Why? going out. Yeah, no. So I didn't button it. The time to button it. Makes me want to look look back into like zipper shorts or the chains. Did you ever own the shorts where you could zip? Oh yeah, my my supervisor at work literally busted those out on the last day of school and he zipped them off halfway through. I was like, that is a power move at this point. Like flaw in design. Where do you put those when you're not exactly? Just they're they're in your pocket now. Like now they're shorts forever. Yeah, you get one rip. What happens if you only lose one of them? (laughs) (laughs) Now you've got half shorts, half pants. My brother broke his foot or something 
Carter, you want to tell me what happened? Oh, Carter's here. We hey, got Carter. your brother just sitting for yeah. a minute. So yeah, uh, you got it, Carter. You got it. Just up, tell man. me what happened. What I happened was, to your foot? I broke my foot in gym class. Okay, so so we had one of those big boots on, and he would cut half one pant leg off because okay. it wouldn't fit under it the sweats. Inside, if I oh, like, it in, like, it would be too sweaty, and if I tucked it out, it wouldn't fit around the boot. Work like worker boots. So he had uh, a pair of sweats with one pant missing. Because I had like the, the just because boot. in my mom. Oh, okay. Right. It's not like you. It was like a fashion thing. No, you weren't wearing like a Timberland back. boot. Yeah. No, it was like okay. a big gray. Do you still have those puppies? The, that I, pair of sweatpants. Mom was pissed though because they were his nice bas- yeah. baseball pants, that sweatpants, like, like the, the team silky, sweatpants. Silky yeah. style. I mean, I don't know how, what the style was, but you know they were expensive. Saying, yeah, like Warm the ones ups. we got. Yeah. 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 No, she was. Not so happy. anyway, I got pickpocketed. Damn. <laughs> it was you know it's a whole story. I, you know, if you if you care, listen back to the recording. The guy, I'll sum it up really quick. He pickpocketed me, and then I saw him. There were two guys. I saw them leave with my wallet, went to grab it. They ripped it out of my hands, and then I just stared at them. They didn't leave the bar. So I just had to stare down with the people who were pickpocketing And you just accepted that they took your wallet? I tried to grab for it, man. I'm telling you. I really did. I'm not saying that I didn't put up a fight. So then you just stayed in the bar with these people who had your wallet and just continued on like nothing happened? No, I stared at them. Like, (laughs) I stared at them. Good yeah. for you. We made the, the most <laughs> intense eye contact. I mean, you t- you showed them, Curtis. Dude, I'm telling you. They're not going to steal a wallet I, from you ever again. I could have gotten stabbed. Because they know I gotten, that they're going to get stared no, down. Listen, if, I, if I started to, like, bring aggression into the situation, you don't think that I, that could have ended up in me getting... It going worse than how it went because how it went was I, I think they guess. were just like this is but they didn't take it again but my thought and this is my theory I made it so awkward that they felt obligated to give it back did they give it back they did I got my wallet back by staring at them by staring at them and then someone else went up to them and they were like hey uh you have his wallet and then they gave it back why did why did they think they could just take it and not? They I'm just telling gonna, you, man. I and then I high five them after they gave me my wallet back and I'll, offered to buy them a drink. Were they intoxicated? I don't think so. I think they were so power play. I think it was me saying, "I'm going to go out on a limb and think you've experienced only one outcome that happens next, and I'm not going to give that to you." Like you would just leave. I'm going to like, and you're just going to stay there. I'm and just going to make s- them. I'm going to stand here and be like, really? I-, I see you have my wallet. I don't know how I could have not thrown hands if somebody took my wallet. though. That's what I'm saying. I think that right. was the expected move. They wanted that or something. Yeah. And yeah. I could have gotten a knife in my side. Sure. I don't but you don't stab that, someone but... who just stares at you. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> don't test that hypothesis. I know. But <laughs> listen, all I yeah. know now is wallet in the front. And staring yeah. isn't always bad. Yeah, it's better than throwing fists, apparently. It was so awkward, though, man. <laughs> it was really weird. But anyway, I'm still going to figure out a way to blame you for it. Well, and I don't feel as bad now well. that you got it back. Yeah. No, I got it. That's good. Wallet in the front. Wallet so in the front. You went to Iowa, and then you texted me that Tuesday, and you said, Hey, man, I'm excited to do one <laughs> today, but I got a story to tell you. This is the only reason I I only replied with sounds good 3 p.m. is because when you said the level of drama in it, my dad almost died. You said it as the last thing. So I was like, oh, I bet it's a better story than it is the reality of him almost dying. 
but this is the yeah. first time hearing of it. So yeah, kind of fill the holes for me. All right. So I said, I got up there Friday night late we got up Saturday morning to go. And dad grew up in this area. So we'd been fishing on the river his whole life as a kid fishing on the river yep mississippi up what are you in fishing there uh what do we fish yeah uh sheephead mostly catfish not a fish. it's sheephead? good yeah it's good do they're they thick uh, no okay they're they're ugly big head meaty okay, do you eat them yep they're good sheephead what else catfish catfish and then maybe bluegill if you're desperate if you can't bluegill. catch anything else if they're big enough that's uh, I don't the think only they fish taste, i've ever caught yeah I don't, think, I don't think they taste very good at a loaded Barbecue's Park by Westfield where they load them up. Yeah. And some lady actually one year threw a bunch of fish food in there. So then they bite. They bit like crazy for like two years after that. Like anything you could just put a hook in and they'd bite it. Oh, yeah. it didn't take long for them to change a little. Yeah, no. it. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. No, they they wised up. So anyway, we're up there whole life. Dad. Dad has not me. Okay. Dad has gone to these spots up in a small town called Guttenberg and we're on the way there and we get I actually get him out of bed at like seven, which is a miracle. My dad a little I mean, you've talked about my dad a little bit on podcast. Big dude. Big guy. Likes to sleep in late, stay up late. Um, he does it, man. Yeah. He thinks a lot. Yeah, exactly. Fires himself out with how much he thinks. So getting him up before ten eleven is a trick. But I did it. How'd you do it? I, I don't know. He just got up. I, I can't even take credit. He just did it. So he said, Dad, we're going fishing. I think he was excited to go fishing. Yeah. So he said we're we're grit we're gripping poles and we're ripping lips. <laughs> Drown, <laughs> That's what you said. Drowning worms. Okay. So we're on the way there. We gotta get our fishing license because we're in Iowa. We don't have our fishing license there. So we go to a bait shop and get that. He sends me out to get worms. You know, my dad is an excessive guy. Yeah. So I come back with two dozen worms and he says, No, 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 no. If they're biting, we're not going to have to come back in. That's smart. I'm saying, Dad, if they're biting, we're going to have 24 fish. We yeah. don't need more fish than that. But what but, if he also just thinks, I'm not that good at baiting hooks? And he's just going to waste half a bunch these of worms. worms are going to get. Sure. And my thing was, I'm up here to entertain him. I, if he wants to buy more worms, he can buy more worms. Yeah. So I go back and put the two dozen worms back and Worst grab case it. scenario, just buy a shovel, go find some. That's that was my thinking. But if he wants to spend, he, he wants to spend. Effective. You know? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you, but it wasn't worth putting up a fight so what was it like going back into the store and being like hey listen no no, no. we know he was he no no, no. he was still it takes a long time to type in the information for the license so my dad's up there bsing with the guy and i, okay. I go back to get the worms and i come back Same to the counter person? yeah no and they're like i thought you we, ne we never checked worms. out okay we never checked out i just brought the worms up he said no that's not good enough. Oh, went gotcha. and put those back in the fridge okay. and then grabbed a container that said three dozen worm. I brought that back up. He said, do you think that the clerk was like, he just big dogged you on that? He just, you got big. I think your the clerk knew the day that we were about to get ourselves into based on the amount of worms that we bought and the <laughs> amount of inexperience that my dad was showing in the conversation about fishing with this guy who clearly has dedicated his entire life the to big, knowing. The big dog move would be if the clerk looked at you dead in the eyes and said, that's enough. <laughs> exactly <laughs> well and here's the thing is it was still like 42 degrees it hadn't gotten warm enough to fish to, for fish to be biting anyway and he told us that the guy selling us these worms after and he, told he you to go get more and he did when did he tell you about the temperature and he or not? i mean he told us right when we walked in he's like well it's worth a shot if you're only in town and then when we got so then i i brought the three dozen worms up and he said go get two more of those Two more three dozen? So nine dozen worms. And that's when the guy did say, oh are you sure God. you want all these worms? I feel bad. I don't think you're going to need all these worms. Oh, my. Lord. And my dad said, okay. well, if nothing else, we'll give them to my cousin, Bob. 
which we definitely ended up doing. Okay. So now we have over 100 worms. This is going to get interesting. We're ready to fish all day and catch a mess load of fish, even mess though it's load. they're not biting yet. Okay. And nobody's been catching anything. A gaggle of fish. But you know what? This My dad, who's lived in the suburbs of Chicago for the past 35 years. He knows he's, how to bait a hook. Yep, exactly. These people who fish on the Mississippi every day, they clearly don't know what they're doing, and my dad does. So we got, we got over 100 worms, and we're going to show the them Mississippi and what's up. Exactly. So okay. we get out there. We rent this pontoon boat. The guy says, half day or full day. Half- it's you and him, one pontoon boat. Yeah exactly so of course okay. dad <laughs> i'm i'm trying to like visualize you got to get there the hell out you got to get there with me so okay you know what my dad said to the question half day or full day he said can we get one and a half day exactly <laughs> guy said no <laughs> so we got the boat till 5 p.m and we get okay. out there we're on the water by like seven o'clock like unbelievable that this has been going so smoothly right yeah so we, we got on the water at seven no eight we got up at seven. Oh. Sorry, did I say seven? I meant eight. Yeah. On the water wow, by eight he o'clock. did get up early. No, it was, it, it took us less than an hour from the time we got up got to the, get out there, get the get bait. Coffee? No. Before going to the, no. He doesn't have any coffee in him. Uh, no. And he's, I don't think so. Unless he made it at my grandma's, I don't know. But we made lunches the night before and had it all packed and, Something about Guttenberg, man. We were ready to go. Yeah, it's just motivated. Sun, sunrise is differently. There. You know, I think he was ready to get out of the freaking house for yeah. the day and, okay. and change the scenery. He was yeah. he was hurting, so okay. he was he was ready to go. And we know that if there's a good chance of catching fish, it's in the morning, and then it's okay. before dusk. Yeah. So we get Nine out there. Dozen worms. We get out there. We bait our three poles with our first good three Lord. worms. So we got three worms in the water. What's holding the third pole. Nothing's holding any of the poles. They're just on the ground. We're sitting there on the chairs watching them, ready to oh, grab them. Okay. Leaning up against the thing with the three worms in the water on, on one in the right, one in the back, one on the left. Okay. Let them go in the current. Any music going or no? No. We're just talking. Just He's telling me all the stories about all the fish they used to catch here. And, oh, here's the time. All these, you know, how big the fish are, how many they caught, which you know, my dad. There's Yeah. You have to cut those numbers in half at yep. least yeah um but i'm entertaining him you know whatever he's t- talking about how much how well he knows the river and all these stories and everything and we fish from eight to probably about eleven thirty, um in three different spots in this little cutout that they used to catch all these fish that he's talking about okay. we didn't get a nibble we used okay. six worms total pretty calm or wavy what calm what the conditions? but we kept pulling up moss which means that the water's um kind of moving underneath which the sheephead don't necessarily like so sheephead wasn't wasn't good conditions we didn't even get ah, a nipple no signs of fish that's definitely why so that. so he wants to take me to this new spot over by the spillway you know what a spillway is i don't so it's like a concrete part i don't know what a sheephead fish is well <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about the spillways and the wing dams. Spillway. So the spillway is, you've probably seen one. It's like a dam kind of okay. where there's a elevated part. Like the Fox River. Yes, but that's actually a dam. This just has a spot on it where it all comes through on one central mm. spot. So there's like so the fish are a cement there. wall and then it spills down through one little narrow spot it's in the like middle cheating fishing and then when it gets to the bottom there's these cement blocks across it to break the current and then it okay. swirls around on either side and then the theory is that the fish are going to be sitting there waiting for things to fall through there oh what a lazy fish so exactly or like smart fish. fishermen so to go there right and be like well it's by default they're going to be here Pretty much, you know. Well, we're we're hoping to find bluegill there. You're not going to find big stuff. <laughs> I was watching uh, this uh, show on Netflix called Battlefish. Yeah, and all they fish is albacore tuna. Yeah, that's like a whole season thing. Has little 
to nothing to do with the story that I'm telling. But, but they take it seriously, man. Well, it's There's big one money. Boat, there was one boat that in the season of fishing took away $240,000. In a couple months. Crazy, man. A couple, just a couple of fish probably too. Crazy. No, nuts. not a couple, man. They, they were catching like 200 albacore a day. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I've seen the ones where they catch like big tuna and sell them for like a month's salary i don't know about how i mean these were big they're like 40 pounds i mean that's pretty big yeah but i think they're talking like hundreds grouper fish those things we caught one of those in florida they're flat right no those are flounders so still no luck on the mississippi no well we're going over to the spillway now to try our luck there but you have to go through this like man-made cut so they're like there's the mississippi is kind of all branched Are there off a lot of people fishing no because it's too cold there's a couple people some serious people in their okay. big boats and they're all in their camo gear and all that stuff why like, do you have to dress in camo to go fishing? I, I that's what i mean like they clearly know something that we don't right <laughs> <laughs> so so we're passing them they're looking at us like we're a bunch of idiots these city slickers on this giant ass pontoon boat go get your camo um, the fish to see us on our boat scare us away yeah so we go through this man-made cut and he's telling us all about the times i used to swim in it and everything uh it was, it was a nice little day so far we've seen a bunch of eagles flying out of a, of a morning yeah thing. exactly i we didn't care if we caught anything right like we're yeah. just out there hearing stories the same stories i've heard my whole life but whatever yeah you know yeah it's nice it's a good times day times needed it exactly it was a good day to recharges batteries and everything so we get over through this cut to the other side of this called the 12 mile slough there's a little slough it's a slow moving current back how there. do you spell it i have no idea i guess s-e-s-l-e-u s-l-e-w maybe i don't think so though but okay who, who cares so we get over there and so now we got to go we got through the the cut and now we got to go back uh the way we came up to the spillway to park our boat on the blocks and we're going to get out on the blocks. What time is it? By this point it's probably about 11:30. Okay. So well, we You guys really tried there. We yeah, we gave it some time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really we were just sitting there with our things in the water. <laughs> that sounds hilarious. I knew you were going. <laughs> oh, you guys are good floaters then. <laughs> you guys can just lay on your stomachs and just not have to move. <laughs> That's pretty great. Just sitting there. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> dad you got anything nah you well I'm just chilling all right it's like 11 it's like 11 30 uh, we're on our way to the the spillway okay. and we get almost there and we heard just a chicken and like a little jump in the boat and i look at him and he looks at me and shrugs his shoulders and i like whatever maybe we hit like a piece of dead wood or something okay yeah okay. so whatever we keep something going then got chopped up something we hit something okay. on the bottom of our boat yeah. under the water couldn't tell what it was so and i've never been to these places so what would i know were but, you in really shallow water it was kind of shallow it's in the mississippi is down it's shallower than it is most years at this point okay so it's yeah it's lower than he remembers it being and some of these things okay all right but we'll get to that so 10 meters <laughs> checking the uh said them right you ever seen king kong i don't the think so. jack black they're coming up on the island that was a good jack that one black. guy is just like 20 meters <laughs> All right, so know. you don't know how, how deep the water is. No, but 
um, we get to the spillway and we fish for, we park the boat and we get out on the cement blocks and we fish for a little bit. Okay. And then probably about 45 minutes, 30 minutes, nothing. Did you have to parallel? But yeah. Okay. And then we got the little boat floats to keep us away from the cement. <laughs> parallel parked. Um, nice. Nothing I happened. No, you actually did. I just no, we did. It's, it, it's fine. <laughs> I I always figured it was always referred to as anchoring the boat. So to hear park the boat, I just thought it was yeah, probably. But I guess that again, I don't know anything about boats. I don't know, know anything. No. Yeah. Which will so come into play. Blocks. I, I can kind of see. Yeah, and the little waterfall behind me, right? Okay. Yeah. Dropping the bait where the water swirls okay. around, thinking things. I will just be want to let there. you know that I'm. I've already felt a little bit uh, of the suspense kick in. So, okay. I don't know what's next, but I'm gonna guess there's some missed footing, possibly. Not quite. No, you're wrong. Okay. You're wrong. All right. Let's um, see. I mean, you yeah, because you have a little bit of an idea what happens, yeah, okay. but from what my mom said. So, um, <sighs> okay. So we get back in the boat. This I'm isn't working out already. This isn't working. So we're gonna go. You know what's stressing me? I don't like the idea of having a boat near a strong current of water that spins no it's not it's not that strong there because they had those cement blocks break the current okay that we were standing on and then we're parked behind it so the boat's really it's pretty it's not very fast moving kind of helps it's actually so slow that they had back in the day to put these concrete things under the water that ran across the whole the whole length of the river except in one spot just like the spillway to keep the current moving otherwise it would get too stagnant okay let's just keep let's keep moving forward here that's part of the story so when we got on the way there and we chunked something chunked on the way back it's the same spot chunk 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 and we're stuck and the boat's not moving okay we had bottomed out on one of these cement blocks that they put under the water back in the day to keep the current moving that my dad forgot about okay so and there's no signs or nothing, but you're supposed to know. And the water, you, you sometimes the water's high enough that you can just go right over it. But this time right. it wasn't. So we're there bottomed no out. Signs. No, we're bottomed out. And you're we, trying to go back and forth. We nothing. can't. Well, we can't put the motor in the water because there's cement there. So he tries to Hulk the thing. He's on the front bouncing up and down his fat ass. <laughs> and I'm trying to push us off with the oar and we're not moving at all. <laughs> so he looks to me and he says, well, he strips down to his skivvies, gets in the freezing ass mississippi river okay water he said wasn't cold for the first second and a half ppi it was very cold water colder than the air the air was like 42 so it was wow cold water okay takes his breath away he's in there damn near naked like he was so moved that he was about to save you or it was so cold that he lost (laughs) when he jumped in he was so impressed with his heroics (laughs) about the fact that he got us bottomed out max i've got this yeah well and i (laughs) just and i should have been the one to get in which we'll get to later but okay he's in the water he's trying to that squat us off like got it on his back trying to lift those (laughs) pontoon boat on his back i think mr incredible did did that when he was training yeah (laughs) my dad did not okay not moving at all yeah a boat a fishing boat passes by with a, a husband, a wife, and their kid. They say, what the hell are you doing in there? He looks at them, says, hey, how you doing? And like, he's, like like he's going to talk. Like he's going to have a conversation with them. Ponting on his back and he's about to. Dripping wet in his underwear in the Mississippi on a 42 degree. degree he's out of the pond. He's out of the water now? He's in the water, standing on the cement block. 
trying to okay. push us off. Okay. He says, hey, would you mind helping us? And they look like they do not want to help. They're shaking their heads like these city folk don't know what they're doing. Because oh, okay. it could potentially put them in a dangerous situation. Now they right. got to get because there's a there's a, a side along the edge of the concrete that it's not there that you're supposed to drive your boat around okay. near the shore yeah. that he was doing. Okay. We didn't. So now he's got to bring his boat close to the cement to pull us out and risk getting stuck or damaging his boat okay so we hand him our anchor and he puts his boat in reverse and he's trying to go out or puts it in drive i don't know we're not moving my dad gets back in the water squats it off and gets it off like he lifted it up with the help of the boat wow okay it was and i mean it was digging into his shoulders he's cut on his shoulders now from the metal okay and i did we mention that my dad is like 50 four or 55 yeah, years old he had some and stints placed not in. yeah he's got a bad heart diabetes it's not very better. healthy he's trying but he said more salads <sighs> story for another day but we get the boat off yeah well now i'm in the boat with no idea how to drive a boat but he's in the water and we need to get the boat away from the concrete as fast as we can before we get hung up on it again okay so i have to learn how to drive a boat on my own and i'm freaking out and i'm yeah. cold okay so i i'm trying to go the boat well apparently the prop has to be in the water for it to work because i was pushing you'd it think, forward and so. it wasn't going anywhere right as much as you love air being churned up yeah cause movement i think that it yeah, it works be better in the water yeah so the problem is i don't know how to put the prop in the water with all this going on, did you try to catch a fish around this area or it just wasn't a priority? At this point, we're just trying to think, you know what? Not, well, we work on this. Let's just. No, 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 no. Because as Let's soon as we get off of there. Bites. No, because as soon as we get off the cement, we need to get away from it so that we don't get pushed back on. Because the I wind think was. You missed an opportunity to do Maybe there was some fish there. Fishing. Maybe, maybe. And you just try to get out of the best spot. Of you the may be right. Maybe the fish gods were trying to tell us, like, you hang Your up here. Your dad wouldn't know a good fishing spot if he had to squat out of it. Very true. You know what I mean? I, I mean, you're right but i at this point the objective was save the boat and save my dad save the boat save my dad so i get the prop to you (laughs) (laughs) so anyway i get the prop in the water okay and i figure out how to get us down shore or downstream so i get us like 100 yards away problem is my dad's still standing there dripping wet in his underwear on the concrete in the middle of the river and you just boot you i had to get away So I yelled it, and the guy on the, the guy that helped us is pulling us this way, and he gives me back my anchor. He says, "You're gonna have to go back for him." And I said, "Yep, got it." No, I don't. I don't know how to drive a boat, but he takes off. He wanted no part of it. He's gone. So now it's just us again. Okay. And I say, "Dad, should I come back for you?" He says, "No, you were gonna get hung up again." Did he wave to you? The guy on the no, your dad. I don't know. Like, was there like a sarcastic like, "See you later." No, because he that we needed to get the boat away. So, but how intense on a scale of zero to ten? Where's the intensity at this point? It's probably like a six and a half. Six and a half. Six and a half. It was a cold morning in the Mississippi. Pretty intense because dad's in his underwear in the middle of the river on a concrete block. block that I can't get near. Okay, and and he, can and you he see his feet or how deep is the water? You can see the feet, yeah, so on he's the cement, clearly above water. Yeah, but okay. to get to me, he's gonna have to swim out, and of course, his stubborn ass didn't take a life jacket. All right, so what did you decide to do? I got a little bit closer, even though he told me not to, and turned it around so that we were facing away from the. Said, Dad, I got you. Cement. Well, I'm he coming for you. he still has to swim about seventy yards against the current in the Mississippi. Okay, 
which is not easy. No. He gets about 60 yards and starts climbing the ladder, drowning a little bit. Like, really? Like so not, he, he put up a good fight. He got to like he got to the boat, but toward like the last 15 yards, it was like every once in a while he'd start to slip down. I could tell he was getting tired, couldn't keep You know picking. what I don't like about fishing and or swimming in uh at, you know outside of a pool? You fish or you swim. For some reason, I don't know why I give like um marine life more credit of being able to do more harm to me than they, they could. It's probably just unknown. Something about like what does that just like, touch? Yeah, swimming past yeah. my leg and just, just like you, like when you used to be a kid and you had to run up the stairs from the basement like what when if, you turn the light what off. If when I go swimming, I'm the news story that comes out about a new alligator that nobody discovered yet, and the and I'm the person that got taken down by it. I guess you know that was not on my mind at this moment. Do you think the I alligator was just at least would be named after me since I was its first victim. Chance the snapper. Hey, yeah. That was the one where the guy, like, he grabbed it by the tail. Yeah, in the Chicago River. Yeah. Yeah. So my dad's in his underwear downriver, and he starts swimming to me, and he he gets to the boat, but he is dead. Like, he is exhausted. Like, he his arms are done. And, again, he's 350-plus pounds. Did he try to crack a joke? No, he... Even though he was so tired? He was out of breath he okay no no laughing matter it was kind of dire he was i almost jumped in to get him to the boat well he's at the boat but it's a pontoon boat so it sits up really high yeah and his arms are dead and his legs are dead and i'm not going to be able no and i'm not going to be able to lift him up like i I, nor should i be able to lift that heavy up like i well you could that'd be impressive it it made me feel like i need to start working out i was like oh shoot my what a blessing of a trip my inability to lift my dad out of the water you tried i i could have yeah i tried my forearm was shot the next day because i gave it everything i had but it was there's no way there's no way (laughs) i don't even think me and you together could (laughs) have lifted him onto the boat okay so we we're trying but we're trying for probably 10 50 minutes meanwhile the wind is pushing us back to the concrete well why did you anchor the boat it probably would have been a good idea curtis i didn't even think about that until yeah. you said that but right the problem is he's now between the boat and the concrete and the concrete's coming up behind him he almost gets smushed between the boat and the so concrete the boat went back 70 yards yeah with but the wind in the time that, that we're struggling him to get him in 70 the wind was pushing us okay so now he barely gets his legs out from being smushed between the concrete behind him and the boat in front of him because he was kind of haunched on the edge he was holding on he pushed his legs out so he almost gets severed yeah by the cement exactly what prevented that he i we saw it coming behind him i said look out He's ducks, holds his feet up towards the surface. Does some core. Yeah, little so crunch, crunch action. The core action. And then sets his feet on the concrete and pushes us off. So, again, the, what another advantage as you spin it. First, the death trap. Now, the one thing that probably helped him get on the boat. Yeah. See? What I, a, and what I didn't a even know what I was doing. Instinctual man. Thanks. Both of you. Well... So now we have to do it again because we got to get the boat away from the concrete. Yeah. So I take off up shore. <laughs> Imagine if you had some sweet soundtrack going this whole time. Oh, like some Mission Impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, that's too intense. Just maybe some CCR that was poorly timed. Like <laughs> Bad Moon Rising or something. 
Yeah. You would know then. Well, we do this you like have the itch. Curtis, we did that same process probably two or three times. You went back to the cement two or pushing, three times. Yeah, we didn't get that far. We didn't get 70 yards off each time, but yeah. Imagine it was, what a little bit of muscle mass could have done. Yeah, I could have just lifted them up. Well, we're realizing this isn't going to work and we're going to get hung up again. We need to try something else. And you're just so, getting more tired and, and tired. Scared because my dad, my dad can't, my dad is can't get in the boat. Like yeah. he, he's not been in the boat for probably 45 minutes at this point in the cold water. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's some time has passed and he's struggling. God, it's so many, so many fishing, uh, you know, opportunities. If you just cast one line during the whole time. Yeah. Just, could have just kept fishing. Just compartmentalize. No, I'm saying like, as this is all going on, you just say, dad, I'll be right back. I got to <laughs> cast the line. I don't think you understand like how I was scared that I was going to lose, like lose my dad. Like I didn't know how I was going to get him in the boat. How is this going to end? I, I, I saw the headlines, man and son, Chicago man and son found on the shore. So, you know, whatever. Cause we don't know what we're doing. Boat conspiracy. They had no business fishing that morning. Why did they go out? Exactly exactly what were they really up to what did you feel we he, he has he's not even in the boat yet so how nope. do you get in the boat so well so we tried this a couple times and it's not working he says f it he grabs onto the little boat float that keeps it away from this the dock like, yeah a little bumper he just wraps it around his hand like we did in tug of war okay and he says go and I take off with the boat and all his and white pasty ass down the river like 200 yards like a whale like a, carcass. Like a freaking <laughs> mermaid, dude. And I've never driven a boat. So dude, I just heard from somebody that that's yes. When they used to hunt whales. Yeah. They couldn't even get like. You just had to tell them. had to wait you until had to tell they died. Him. That's what happened. Oh, my Lord. Dude, that came up like. <laughs> Holy God. I'm towing him down the Mississippi River. He's just hanging on to the side and flopping <laughs> down the river. I'm telling you, and you have a song that should have been playing at this. <laughs> like I the Tiger or something. Oh man. And again, like I don't know how to drive a boat. And here I am, like tooling along. I can't see him. He's on the other side, two down low. So I don't know how he's doing. I'm like, Dad, you all right? He's like, slow swallowing water because I'm going too fast. <laughs> okay. He's swallowing minnows. I got one. He's just throwing fish on the boat. <laughs> it's probably our best chance all day. <laughs> Hold on, Max. I think I'm on to something. No, slow down. I got one on my foot. <laughs> Hey, oh. give me another worm. Give me another worm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, so I finally find a little cut uh, where I can pull up the boat and I just oh. pull it right onto the sand and he walks onto shore and then gets on the boat and backs us shore, up man. and we get out of there, man. But Underwear it, stayed it, on. Yeah. Well, there was, he was saying when I was going too fast, you had him hooked on his foot. Like he was, oh he was right there. Like they, he had to grab him quick because he almost lost him. He still had his pants, but he almost got out of the out of the river ass naked. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, and and the son of a bitch. I mean, before we even get him dried off, he's already laughing, talking about how good a story. I'm traumatized. <laughs> like still, still, I'm having like right when I fall asleep, I'll see the concrete sneaking up on the boat, and I'll like jump up from my bed and grab the oar and try to keep it away like oh, and he's just oh he's just so happy that it happened because now he has a yeah, good story to tell he's got that's, another story, man. He, he called people like every he called everybody well oh. so we get back to the house and 
that that's the first time I realized that he knew that that wing dam was there and just forgot. Oh, now, now, now the truth comes. So, and and it's funny. I knew, I knew. So, and like I told you on the way there, he's telling me all these fishing tales about all the fish they caught Well, on the way back. It's, Oh, here's where my buddy slipped and almost hit his head and almost drowned. Oh, here's where I got pulled under Guys in the year 2021 telling tales. Like it's the year 1550. Well, it just was amazing how quickly it shifted after that from all the the tall tales of all the giant fish they caught to all the times they almost drowned. Yeah. I was like, you could have told me this on the way out there. So I knew what I was getting myself into. Wow, he ended up having to hang on the side. That's yeah, that's amazing. It was it, it, it yeah. I don't know, man. Well, I'm glad you guys both made it back alive. We made it out. We took a chunk out of the guy's prop. So have you started to do curls or? Yeah, I've I've started working out. Um, what's next? I've been uh, rowing 350 pounds, trying to make sure that I can. <laughs> You've already got the trip planned for next year. Yeah, redemption. Yeah, the trip for next year is staying on dry land. Nice. Not trusting him in a boat. So yes. yeah, that was that was the story, man. But but we do get back, and he's oh my lord. He doesn't want to tell the guy that the props busted, which I disagree with. But but you guys kept driving it though, so it worked. There was just a chunk out of it, and and you know the props oh, they aren't like that expensive. Yeah, like the metal just had a nice little chunk out of the, one of the three props. So what ended up happening with that? Well, he told me to get everything ready so that as soon as we got on the boat, we could put all in the car. So I get everything ready. He's okay. I, I had to wipe up. How many up. worms did you have at this point? We. Still Still, if we, I don't know what nine times 12 is. You're good at math. Yeah, it is 118. 118. We were still at 113 left. <laughs> Did you guys get hungry? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and we had the boat till five. It's now about two 30, maybe, yeah. maybe two. Okay. Um, we're done. Obviously day's over. Yeah. So we're going back getting everything ready. As soon as we get to land, I'm, Put, putting stuff in the car and we were supposed to have the boat till five so he's like oh you guys all right and he's like yeah we're gonna call it a day i actually uh I, I lost my footing and fell in and the guy's like oh no and my dad's you know bartender skills trying to distract this guy from pulling his prop up and seeing that there's a chunk in it and he's like yeah i bet you never seen a manatee this far north and all this self-deprecating did he really distract him though and prevent yeah yeah the guy so much so that we're supposed to pay for the gas on the boat like that we use he i says how much do i owe you for the gas he says you know what you've had a hard day don't even worry about it he wow. gets in the car i i said i hate you <laughs> You said your dad used to always uh, would just like be real with if he ever got pulled over. He gets pulled like over small, five, small six things. times but a like year. Small things, and and they just never like, gets a ticket. Never gets a ticket. You know what though? I don't even think that that's like any reader. I think it's just when you're like a real, you know. He he knows person. how to make people laugh. You like to be yeah conversational, and, and you like he, to show the effort. It's, it's self-deprecating it. humor. Like he talks about what an idiot he is and then they start to feel bad for him and they made him laugh and then they say, oh, you've had a hard day. See, I just I completely uncapped the valve of like, I'm just trying my best. I really don't even know how the situation is where it's at. I just want to know everything I can do to like get to the next thing and that. But that's just being honest. I think that honesty is like, oh, okay. No. Well, I felt like an accomplice because I felt bad that this guy lost the prop. But, you know, you know he made an extra hundred bucks on us because we could have rented the boat out again because we didn't use the full day. And Okay. But, you know, yeah. it is what it is. But, yeah. It, and you're alive. Yeah. By the skin That's of our awesome. teeth. We saved yeah. him. Yeah. And when you text me about that, like I said, you, you put it at the end of the text. So I just didn't think it was like as serious as it could have been when you said my dad almost lost 
his life. And I'm like, but your dad's one of the most resourceful people. How, how would he be in a situation like that? Yeah, no, we, he but. bit off more than he could chew. He thought he remembered everything about the river. But, you know, I have to understand the Mississippi River. He hasn't been on it in 30 years. Like it changes. Things change. Water levels rise and lower. And yeah, he's just tooling along in his pontoon boat. Everyone's looking at us like we're a bunch of idiots. Well be in, uh, sure enough, we were. 1990, man. Before that. Yeah. Yeah, he hasn't been on the river in that long. Well, so, that yeah. story, for whatever reason, made you think of a story that you've heard of well, mine. Okay, so, yes. And so, explain to me, was it just the, so, the sequence of the, the way, two stories? Or what no, I just thought... Because I have... What you're, the story you're about to... Yeah. Mention, I haven't thought of in a while. It happened about three years ago. I thought... I, I just... We haven't done, like, storytelling here before. Usually, we're... Talking it's about kinda, philosophy or whatever. Yeah, we're you know. trying to piece something together. Yeah. So I, I was like, well, I, I think it'd be worth telling this story. Right? Curtis needs to know what happened when I was not on the podcast last week. Well, he's getting pickpocketed in New Orleans. Yeah, absolutely. And then I was like, well, that sounds actually kind of fun. I know that Curtis getting probably... Getting pickpocketed? No, telling stories. Yeah. Yep. So then I was like, oh, there's a story that I've been... I've been wanting to hear the story from you for a while. I didn't know that. I just... I kept forgetting about it. And then when I hung out so many times, I know. And yeah. And the only time I heard about it was my dad told me that your dad told him. All right, man. That Curtis has a story to tell you. I'm going to do it justice. I'm going to get this so right. right. And and I'm not going to know what hit you. I hope you're better. I I know that I'm not that great of a storyteller. I just had to tell you what happened. But I'm so so excited to hear this story. All right. So here's the deal. Okay. I worked in the city about three years ago. Chicago. Yes, the city of Chicago. Okay. Okay. And I worked at this place where it was more or less a call center type position. Okay. So all day, my coworkers and I, we just took calls. So pretty much anything that came up that wasn't that routine was like going to, you know, Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. It was just the most magical thing that could have happened. So one night, I go into work and one of my coworkers invited me to go to. Lincoln Park Zoo, like, um, cocktail night or something. It was like an adults, you bring, you know, you, you get tickets and you've got, you can like drink at the zoo and it's at night. Was it like, not quite a, like zoo lights, a work function or just not it's a happening work and your coworker fact, invited you. Yeah. His girlfriend couldn't go. So he asked me to go fun. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I skated right Bro's past that. <laughs> Okay. Didn't mention the fact. Like I said, did he get you flowers? Anything that wasn't our job at that time was like, I'm not even going to pay attention to the the fact that you plugged me into this. He had a nice romantic date planned with his girlfriend. We ended up going with another coworker and his girlfriend. (laughs) Okay. So a nice little double date at the zoo. Double date. (laughs) But I was like, you know what? I've got this brand new raincoat. It was this Nike jacket i was really excited about i bought it at a lunch break okay pick pick me up during the day yeah you do that okay so i had some some personally uh invested reasons for going as well because you wanted to sport this new coat. i really wanted to see the feedback i would get gotcha okay so you had, you had something to test out i said you know what yeah i will go so the zoo and the cocktails and whatever was kind of secondary you absolutely okay absolutely the well, coat ended up getting a little hot yeah. So I was a little upset about Lesson that. Lesson learned. As in, I couldn't keep people off of me. 
Really? Because it was so hot on me. Wow. No, it was just, it was, I was sweating. So, a little bit. What was the weather like? It was a summer night, man. I mean, but you had to wear this coat. I had to. Yeah. I did. So the feedback you, you got was probably. Change. We are in the Windy City for crying out loud. Sure, but. Okay. So, but the feedback you were getting was probably more along the lines of, what is this guy doing wearing a coat? Yeah. Not about the coat itself. Yeah. In fact, once. One it's 85 said, degrees. One person. This man's in a coat. Screamed from across the park. Really? <laughs> and I said, yes. I just bought this. I knew he was talking to me. Yeah. So. We go to the zoo and I saw this cotton candy stand. Now, what stood out to me about this cotton candy stand, because normally I don't bite on things like that. Okay. Uh, I've been to some Cubs games. Yeah. I've been, you know, walking through the streets. I mean, I you did just impulsively buy a coat. It wasn't on a lunch it break. Was a great. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. That's neither here nor there. Okay. So I see this cotton candy stand. And the stick that's holding the cotton candy lights up. It's like <laughs> this rainbow. Is that supposed to mean something to me? No, it, no it's just. It just it caught your like, eye. It was like, wow, I only see boring standard cotton candy that's one color. Wow. And I'm seeing this pink and blue swirl. There's a lot of effort put into this cotton candy. Wouldn't be the worst thing. Now I've got this light stick as it gets darker out. Yeah. And I'm still like not too. I mean, people aren't going to be able to see your coat. I need some. At this time, I was like 20, I think I was 23 or 24. So I wasn't ready to fully yeah. like become an adult. Yeah. 24 year olds don't know what the hell they're doing. I was like, I graduated, but I'm still, I don't want to commit to much. I'm, I, you know, I, luckily I've made it over that hump and there's a lot that comes out of being able to commit. So. <laughs> but anyway. Character plus for you, Curtis. You were worried that. As night fell, people weren't going to be able to see your coat. So Listen, you needed a, a flashy no, cotton candy stick all why to illuminate. It. No, that's not why. Okay. I got it because I thought, this is great. Cotton candy, you finally got me. This is an amazing little souvenir. Almost. Do you like cotton candy? It's so quickly used because of how everything condenses so quick mm-hmm. when when have you seen people put it into a wet? cup of water yeah it just, just it's like gone disappears yeah so i ate the cotton candy uh fairly quickly and then what and then i had this like light stick yeah okay and i'm like a kid in the candy shop because i'm already trying to get over the fact that i don't know why i'm there in the first place but i'm gonna enjoy myself you're a plus one <laughs> i'm a plus one but it was cool because the, there were lights. I love so we went. In the, um, we were just going around and like you know what zoos. As I've gotten older, and it's the same thing. Like I'll group it in with like the sad truth of like Columbus Day. Like there are things you learn when you're older and you see things. I know that's differently. A, that's a huge topic. No, no, right? yeah, but it's they like, go, like it's not Zimmerman. really a holiday. In yeah. Marion, do you remember the Zimmerman paper or the Zimmerman article? Yeah. That guy like his his life was dedicated to like showing the truth under some of the historical events that we view from yes. like, one light. And so it's kind of in that same line of like you grow up going to the zoo and it's like, wow, these animals are so happy. And And then you realize that a tiger pacing back and forth isn't because it's trying to be entertaining. It's stress. It's because it has no idea why it's there. Yeah. And so we still we we do some of that and that kind of deflates the night a little bit. But so you're in your head a little bit about. Yeah. Feeling bad. I'm in my head. I'm, I'm still I'll always be an advocate for planet Earth. I think it's just wild. Although recently I've been watching some of the more uh, like recent re- uh, released ones. 
how is it not CGI? Like, how the hell do they get that footage? They sometimes they control it. And like if like with a plant growing, they'll grow it indoors and just film it. And then okay. green screen the background. Yeah. But just yeah. like the the some little, of it's like, not 100 percent insects they can yeah. show. And like, the yeah, sometimes they capture them and then bring them into like a controlled okay. setting. OK. To get like close up shots. All right. That. Yeah. I'll have to rewatch. There's there, there's actually one I'll show it to you before you leave. There's one where they show how some of the shots are made. It's really cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. I'll show it to you. But yeah, like sometimes it's indoors. Like David Attenborough in the studio. Exactly. How yeah. 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 There's a whole thing about it. So we go to some of the lion enclosures. Are know. they inside, outside? Some of them were outside because it was it was still warm out. Oh, right. So Even though they have a coat on. That's the one thing that kind of sucks about sh- Chicago zoos are that it gets colder, uh, obviously, because we have all seasons. So you can't really get the full effect. Whereas I went to the San Diego Zoo. Everything's out all the time. Game. The polar bears were kind of dirty, though, which stood out. Huh. I think going to like the San Diego Zoo, they were like yellow. Yeah. The only off-putting thing about the whole experience. They are in the Brookfield one, too, though. Yeah. You just think of these, like, Coca-Cola polar bears. Yeah. But I was looking forward to... Oh, this was the only... Okay, so this was the only other weird thing about that night. And then Besides the fact that your your co-worker's date and you're wearing a coat in the summer and you have a a magic wand lighting up in your hand. We go to a carousel. Okay. And we go for a ride. With your light up stick and coworkers next to me, so it's a four seater. No, oh wait, no, it's a. Separate. Sorry, I was thinking Ferris wheel. And I'm way too. My feet are touching. Yeah, I'm too big for this thing. <laughs> so you're straddling a. I'm straddling like a unicorn or something, or like might have with been a your penguin. light up stick and yeah. a big goofy coat on. Yeah, waving to my coworker. Thanks for the invite, man. This is the best night of my life. Because you know the the girlfriend of the other coworker was like, "Let's ride the carousel." And he's like, "You, yeah." And, and like, well, we're here. Yeah. And so <laughs> we go, we go around. It's you know, grand old time. And we do it right away again. We go back to back to back. In fact, we were whose like, idea was that? We we're like, "Yo, thank you to the person who was running the thing." And she's like, stayed. "You guys." She's like, "Yeah, the wink, wink." Like, you guys can stay on. Yeah. So we go again. Because she said so, or did you really want to go the again? The second time, I was like, what situation am I in? Are we doing this? <laughs> I've been putting up with a lot so far. I, uh... No, I'm just having a good time. At what, then, at what I, point? And then I bucketed into, <laughs> yeah. like, no, I'm just having a good time. It's what, All right. Yeah. But that's when you have to make the decision in life. How are you going to view the situation? Because right. I could have easily seen it from that, like, questionable whatever route or i could have been like oh my lord humanity is restored in the world what an opportunity to just lend a hand to somebody who you work with and now you're having this this like just random thursday night what a good opportunity and like you're overestimating the impact i will always give more credit to humanity all right because i (laughs) sounds like you're giving credit to yourself but what are you talking about? You're I like, mean, oh, what a great deed I'm doing. No, 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 this guy's not plus me. One. I'm saying for him to oh, extend to inv- it to Got me. you. So he's provided you with an opportunity. To enjoy yeah, okay. that moment. So make the not best the of it. Not the carousel specifically, yeah. but just the night. Don't be focused on how weird it is. Just try to make the Don't, most of it. Not. I'm going to go a step further. Don't even allow yourself to think it has a weird potential. Yeah. Just because keep an open where, mind yeah. and enjoy you the fact always put that you could be at home watching the same reruns that you watch every other night. Yeah. Gotcha. Like you could always kind of give that skeptical eye on something. Yeah. Or you just give the eye of like optimism. Oh, humanity. That's amazing. Yeah. Cool. That's great. How man. awesome that he thought of it. He me. was like, okay, cool. 
my main man Curtis. Or I think he's mentioned that he likes animals. Let's go to the zoo. Or the person I was gonna go. With, he realized go. that things with his girlfriend weren't gonna work out. And no, they got married. Oh. They recently got married. Wow. Well, what might have happened if she was the one? I'm seeing the at the end of the story. Right I'm seeing the skeptical eye. We're right gonna here. come back to that. Oh, so you? But I don't. What could have happened? I don't think she would have done what I did. True. To have the story go where it, it's gonna go. <laughs> True. Okay. You never know. Okay. Things so, could have been different. Okay. So I'm gonna say. So I've got this sweet Nike rain jacket on and a little bit of pit stains because you're kind of hot. You know what though? I think it was breathable. But it was it was a little, a little too hot, a little toasty, a little yeah. warm. It, it's it's a lot of walking. For, you know what? Also, a lot realized? of excitement. You're kind of wondering in this the guy's hype, intentions. In the no, I wasn't. In the hype of getting a jacket, I think I over. Now this I overestimated how broad my shoulders are. I put that jacket on now. It's snug. Huh? It's a snug fit. So it was probably even tighter then. Yeah. 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 Because I wasn't doing hot yoga then or anything. For sure. Hot yoga. One hundred five F. Yeah. Highly recommend. Drink your water or else I highly think you're going to have a terrible day. <laughs> so I've got this jacket on three years ago. We do the carousel. You're it's on a date late. with your coworker. Yep. I fin- nope. I've got the cotton candy finish. So I've got my stick. It's doing like and, it, it'll and are you, light up like uh, up to the bottom to the top. It'll go like it'll it'll all light different up. Different settings, all, yeah. And you're a, and it has a button on it too. So, you so can, you're you can flip like and you're kind of holding it nonstop, flipping. I'm through like the I'm settings. basically Chicago Harry Potter. Yeah. And so you're real animals. Are, this isn't in the inside pocket of your jacket. No, or I'm in, I'm using this you, to help us yes. navigate through the park. Gotcha. Yeah. Without it, as one does. Yeah. Yeah. Because unless we're in an enclosure, there's no lights. Right. So I start those saps that didn't get con candy are walking blind blind right okay i mean you're basic yeah you are a wizard at this point well flashlight guy sure i mean least yeah at lowest flashlight guy yeah but cool. okay so i've got my thing i've got my stick <laughs> your thing's floating <laughs> i've got my stick <laughs> and i had gotten a gatorade i didn't get a i didn't get a beverage an alcoholic beverage oh. even though it was like cocktail night your, your co-worker probably would have bought it for you yeah <laughs> I didn't have anything to tip, so I didn't want to feel like I owed the bartender. Sure, sure. Gatorade. So I, I finished my Gatorade, and I don't know if I just hadn't found a garbage at the time or recycle recycling, okay? Yeah. I'm not careless. You passed the garbage. Re- yeah, I'm sure recycled. you passed the garbage, but you're like, not good enough. Or I finished it. I right care about animals now. On. You've been in your head. You've been feeling kind of bad. So the momentum is going to the peak of the one thing I wanted to see that entire night was the monkey enclosure. Sure. I love monkeys. Yeah. It was, it was I have your a picture. salty taste about zoos because of, because of what it the does. Enclosures. Yeah. But you know what? The other thing is some of those monkeys and animals in general, I think that they need the enclosures for like the re- rehabilitation of like bringing animals yeah. back. So there are some situations where it's the best case scenario. Right. But for the least the, worst option for the animals that need to roam, like yep. your cheetahs, yep. your, your cats got to move nomadic. They're going crazy. Yep. So we go to the monkey enclosure and the one monkey primate, if you know your if you know your primates and apes and, and monkeys, the primate that they allowed to be outside was a gorilla. Gorilla. Just okay. one gorilla? Just one gorilla. Big, little, male, female? He was big. Okay. So big boy. It's dark. They- was he wearing a snug coat? No. So listen, it was dark. The lights hadn't gone on yet completely in his enclosure. So you only see kind of this shadow figure. Oof. 
in the enclosure. Illuminated by your magic wand. No, you couldn't see it. And there's a row of people that are standing at the railing. And then there's the like chain link fence. And then there's the gorilla. And we walk over and we find a spot on the railing. In my light, I had... This is why I didn't throw the Gatorade bottle away. I don't know what prompted me to do this, but I started hitting the stick against the Gatorade bottle. Well, what prompted you to do that was you probably weren't getting enough attention. (laughs) So like a monkey. Make more noise. Yes. People will look. People will care. Nobody's noticing my coat. It's dark. Yes. You don't get to time travel to a story and solve it. And then have me mid-story. It's have a to hypothesis. Comprehend my intention. Do you have an alternate because hypothesis? Because now I have to think if that was the case three years ago, how many other decisions were made off of me not realizing that I was just seeking attention? Curtis, we're you recording work I have to do a now? conversation and putting it on the internet. Oh, there's so much work I have to do now. I'm gonna piece it together though. Thanks for the puzzle piece. That's what I'm talking about. That's why we do these things. So I'm standing at the railing and I'm hitting this stick against the Gatorade bottle. But what had happened was I made a defective stick. Oh, so no. It's spotty. Uh, it's barely lighting. A little strobe effect. But what was interesting about it is when I would hit it, it would that would be the new change now. So instead of the button. Oh, so it the changed lighting. the setting just by... Hitting it, it. changed the setting by hitting gotcha. it. Gotcha. So now I have turned. You know what it was? It's arguably cooler. No, this is what it was. It stopped working, so I hit it against the Gatorade bottle. And it and then I realized that by hitting it against the Gatorade bottle, it caused it to change the setting now. Wow. That was why. Okay. So now I'm like. Trying to change the settings. work. Yeah. I will make this stick to, work. I still think it was a ploy for attention, but. Maybe it's your story. Maybe it's your level, story. Lower level, possibly subconscious. Yes. I mean, I bought the light up stick in the first. Exactly. Place. Okay. Exactly. The domino started somewhere. <laughs> so I've got this stick <clears throat> that I'm the button. Now I'm the thing that's making it go from like stroby to changing the, the phase. <laughs> I I'm guess. Like, that's what I'm talking about. I just figured out a hack for the stick. That's great. So, I'm doing this hack. I'm figuring out every time I hit it, it changes the light against the Gatorade bottle, just this plastic hitting plastic right in front of this gorilla enclosure. And we're all just lining up there and we're just like, I'm not thinking twice about it. I'm like, you're not thinking what the gorillas. I'm not thinking at all that this gorilla even cares because how many kids has this gorilla seen screaming at it? How many, how many kids are six, nine, how, <laughs> six, five, six, five. How many? Yeah. Like this gorilla's seen it all. I doubt he's seen a grown man <laughs> in a too snug coat. No, he's probably smacking a child's cotton candy stick against a Gatorade bottle as it's dark now. Okay. So listen. So <laughs> I start hitting the, the Gatorade bottle yeah. and this gorilla starts running to the other side of the enclosure. Away from you? No. So he was in one of the corners. I was kind of dead set in the middle yep. of the enclosure space. So it's like a 30-yard stretch. And he takes so off. So he was at one side. He's alone in this enclosure. He's yeah. just standing there. Or he's just kind of crouched, like looking at everybody. And you can't see him like that well. You can kind of see the glimmer You of can see eyes. where he is, but you can't yeah, quite. Kind of. Yeah. And he's hunched. And can't quite get a read on and him. So, <laughs> you can't. I was trying to read the 
the hell out of his body language. I know what he wanted. Well, how how close were you paying attention to him at this point, or were you kind of focused on your on your magic stick? I was honestly just focused on the yeah. You the were lighting you're up like, oh, stick. I figured something out. I, I if like, I hit yeah. plastic, I'm sure right. And meanwhile, this gorilla gets up and takes off. Now, at no, that point. Listen, no. Okay. So this is it. still. I see this happen three you see or four it. times. The gorilla is sitting in one one side. And I, I'm, I'm just focused on like getting the stick lit up. And he just runs to the other side. And he okay? keeps going back and forth. This. Listen, I'm telling you, I will get there. Okay. And he runs to one side. Yeah. And then he sits there. And I'm still just trying to figure out how the stick works. <laughs> And then this time, when he goes back to where he started, as soon as he crosses the middle uh, space of the the fence where I am standing, he beats his chest at you. And then he keeps running. Did he look at? Can you tell? Was he facing he's, you? He squared up, and then beat his chest. Okay. And I thought, wow, this is great. Like this, he's getting wow, energy. A, out. a moment. Yeah. No, like I just. This is what we come so, to the zoo for. This is so cool that like the gorilla, much like the tigers, they pace. This gorilla is like running back and forth and, do and you, showing like, you know, this is sure. This is what I'm I do a as a gorilla. Right. I'm a gorilla. Yeah. This is what I do. Yeah. So do you think did at this point, like, did you a, think you know it was I, in response to what you were doing? No. You know what no. I thought? What a showman. Yeah. What a, what a, like, wow. What a, he's got, a, he's commanding the room. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Dead guy, center beating his chest. Resume? Like he knew. How many years has he been in performing? Yeah. Performing. Yeah. I respected the performance, but you had no giving. inclination that it was because of anything that you were doing that he stopped no. in front of you. No, you're just like, like oh, said, it was dead center. I am, he knows to stop here because people will like it if center. I bang my chest exactly. right here. Cool. This is like I'm in the splash zone. Okay. Of this enclosure, <laughs> <laughs> as you would be in SeaWorld. Up close encounter. This is close what you come encounter. for. I'm you're the having the time of your life. Right. Got a little bit of a sugar high from this cotton candy. This guy is yeah. just exu- exhibiting this raw strength of a gorilla right but in just front of you being a showman yeah just so it goes back to where he started okay now it's the third pass mm-hmm. and he does it again he beats his chest in the same middle. spot same dead set might as well be squared up and me. you're still just whacking away at your gatorade bottle and i'm just figuring this light thing out okay <laughs> so then he's back at the corner so for his fourth pass he does it again he squares up and he goes back to where he started, okay? So point A goes no chest, point B to C goes chest, mm-hmm. point C to D chest, point D to E back to where he started at A. He's just sitting there. The thing I noticed this time was instead of just sitting there with his two hands in front of him squatting, he's squatting, <laughs> but his hand is very questionably behind his back and i noticed it because i'm like what is that gorilla up to what is he doing like is he holding himself up is he going for like a stick that he had like what why would he maybe he's gonna start banging along with you no i don't know i was just like what is going on like why does he look like he's up to something that was the one thing was like why is he up to something and this time he runs across he's now going from E to F yeah, back across and he's limping because he's doing it with, <laughs> with only one, one hand <laughs> while the hand that was behind him slings <laughs> as he passes the middle. This dude mortar bombs a piece of poop and it lands in my hood. It landed in my jacket hood, dude. 
He said, F your coat. It's June. <laughs> I feel this little weight pop in my hood. And I back up and everyone backed out from from away from me. And you're standing there. And I'm like, oh, dude. Six and foot I, five. And I, and, I, and I take my hood from behind me and I shake it out and the poop landed right on the ground. Oh, my <laughs> This dude mortar bombed me. The aim. Dude, it was a 30-foot picket fence. <laughs> and he got it over and cleared it. Landed it in it your landed in my hood. Lunch break jacket. Dude. You know what I thought after that? I actually did some research in it. I thought He warned you though. No. He tried to tell you, listen, that, I'm about to hurl something at you. That quit banging do, your Gatorade bottle. That made me do some research. And the research was what when did primates begin to throw their poo because the one thing i took away from that precision mortar bomb yeah was incredible hand eye coordination oh my goodness i mean that is adaptation at its finest finely tuned accuracy holy hell i was so impressed i could not yeah so i saw this this poo drop on the ground and uh what's the state of your coat it's clean it 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 was no it's clean it rolled off there was no stainage no it wasn't too bad but okay i always and the other thing i thought was um there was an older woman who i might have died you know might have uh, prevented her getting hit oh sure <laughs> but i also caused it <laughs> so sure i don't know you're, how you're, much i can really take you away. are like, are I so just thing. like my dad getting in the water to get the boat you are so heroic I, like, <laughs> I was a poo shield preventing people from being caused by oh your own yeah. issues yeah so affected by your own issues that happened and you know what it is it's one of those <laughs> moments where like i said i was just very grateful that i was there and now i have a story to tell and it was uh it was just wild it made me have oh. such a respect for what's actually going on behind those fences and, and what they're thinking yeah man and it made me really question the, the cognitive function of primates as he had so much he more than you think was getting ready for bed he's like this Guy's making all this noise. Yeah. Somebody needs to stop this. He tried to show you up and you were like, oh, cool. No. And you know what? He's banging his chest now. I love Planet of the Apes. And so that whole night, you were like, like, yeah, that guy breaks out. He's coming for you, dude. He knows what I smell like. He's coming for you. He knows. You're his first stop. Did you hear that? Yeah. Is is there someone else? Yeah. It's going to be a monkey. It's going to be a big old gorilla. They're primates, they're apes. Oh, is big you know eight. I mean? a great eight. I got to be that guy. Like, no, sure, not sure, much. sure. I appreciate it. But he's gonna be oh, there with yeah. a, a light up cotton candy. Stick. That was a good story, man. I feel like I was there. I'm happy you told me that story. It was better than I heard it for my dad's third hand telling. But you're welcome, man. No, that was a great story. Yeah. So it's been it's been a while since I thought of it, but it's oh, one of my better ones. That's a great story. It is. Even I knew what was gonna happen, but it, I I learned a lot. So that's that's the you know that's <sighs> life though and that's so I, I don't know how you're gonna link we, this to philo- philosophical discourse. I'm saying that the Discord. Wow, nice man. You know what? I'm still waiting to <laughs> you know what? Use that appropriately. I'm gonna take that. Someone I said discourse I think, but so, uh, I forget who it was. But someone was telling me that when they were talking with their in-laws one night 
they're at dinner and he's like i always hate going to the grocery store because i always feel like i'm forced to have intercourse with them while they're ringing me up and then they all kind of let it go and they're like did you mean to say intercourse <laughs> he meant like that's terrible it's like it was like his girlfriend's parents good, good for whoever stepped in to correct it though i mean just let it go because that's good for him for bad not breaking up with the girl and moving on yeah I was once I sometimes I just go into like a silly kind of, you know, I I don't I just like kind of say things quicker. And when I'm like relaxed around who I'm with Mm -hmm. and I think I was around someone and I said something like South Virginia. Yeah. (laughs) Just like joke. You know, I I was like, "Ah, I'm not too sure about it, but uh, let's just throw it out there. Let's see the response. Because I honestly think they heard that and was like, we got. Wow. This guy thinks South Virginia's place. You were trying to be funny. Yeah. Oh. I was like, and isn't there like a South Virginia or something? And they didn't. And I kind of like hung on to it because yeah. I was just thinking like, how stupid do they think I am? Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> totally. Know? Like, okay. Yeah. Are Let's they going to let, is. are they going to correct me? Are they going to yeah. laugh? Are they going to yeah. let it go? <laughs> yeah. What's, what's the level here? Yeah. But the pickpocketing story. Yeah, man. Just one crazy. of those. No, I mean, I. <laughs> how weird. That's, that's life though is, is. You have to, if you want to have those things to look back on and to tell stories on, yeah. you have to experience. Got to go out there. You have to, and that's like what I was saying last time was like when I'm when my dad says you want to go fish on the Mississippi, I'm not saying no anymore. Like I'm I'm gonna go do it fully yeah. expecting a hood full of shit. A hood full, of but shit. at least I'll have a story. A hood full of shit. At least I'll have a story yeah. for Curtis's recorded conversation series. Yeah. Hey man, don't do yeah. it for me. Do it, do it for the old no, do a personal ticker. Yeah, but you gotta have to live gotta life. have stories to tell, you know. Yeah. But we texted, you know, you said I want to talk about, you know, we went fishing, my dad, it was a pretty serious situation. And then we talked about when you did the second one, is something about sports and the impact about sports. And I I looked up just briefly some a couple TED talks on it. Oh. And then, like there were uh really quick videos that were like pro sports if it seemed like the videos were catered towards you're a new parent sure and you don't know if little you apprehension start. yeah and it's yeah. like this is why sports are great right community yeah teamwork sure work ethic and it was like these quick little like commercials almost for sports yeah but then there was one where it was an athlete uh i think he was like a track star at north carolina and then he played he might have been on the Steelers and he he said something like the uh personal responsibility that it it gave me sure yeah self-discipline yeah yeah yep yeah oh he said my definition of pride is personal responsibility in daily exercises that's an acronym did I say definition I think so yeah acronym So I was like, okay, no, that's that's pretty interesting. So it seems like, oh, but then there were also some videos that came out about the damages uh, that are coming out, like concussion prevention was growing. Injury, yeah. Yeah, so. There's other things that are dangerous about it too, but yeah, I don't know, we could get into that. No, I just, it, what it showed me is, is with anything that you Google is if you, and everybody knows this, yeah. if you search pro words, yeah. you'll get pro. You'll find what you're looking for on the internet. Yeah. If you have a fear, like they're going to tell you that that fear is true. I even search like <laughs> negative side effects if of you, playing sports. Right. And that's when the concussion videos yeah. came up. If Whereas you say, I just, when I just typed in like 
side effects of playing sports. Yeah. If you, if it you was say, mostly positive. So there's that. All right. That the majority huh. of it was positive. Good. But I think the level that it goes when you get collegiate and you get right. kind of tighter funnel yeah what you're going to be doing with well and it depends on the sport it depends on the gender yeah. there's because i mean some sports it starts that that pressure that you're talking about in ncaa starts as youth like hockey that pressure starts in like in high yeah. school gymnastics starts even earlier than that that's see, and those, that and that like, yeah and it's interesting club sports that's another level yeah i mean that's your waking up at like 5 a.m yes figure skating yeah at like eight Yep, to go and it's pressure and it's yeah. t- t- it, well and when it, you're when you're so young too it's harder for you to deal with that pressure and it becomes well, tied into this is what i think happens is you don't even know what it is and then when you start to mingle with kids your age and then you're starting to do more social activities you don't know why some of those things aren't clicking mm-hmm. because your routine yes doesn't allow you to have the same yeah. cyclical kind of you know flow of okay school for five days right hang out on the weekend you know you might like school's almost the break pool of like relax it you know relax a little too much fall in and now you're you know yeah it's hard work when all the time really yeah but it's also that evaluative piece of whether or not you're making the next level or you're getting to work with a certain coach and now your whole identity is not social because you're not getting that same socialization with your peers. So what I found, I I do, you know, yoga and it's 105 degrees at the room I do it in. It's an hour and a half. I always heard about people doing hot yoga when I was like 300 pounds and I was this big oaf of a guy. And I was like, that sounds like hell on earth to go into a room for 90 minutes. In fact, at Marion, the wrestling room, do you remember they always crank the heat up there? Even at that age, I was like, what a nightmare. To yeah. be in that hot. I mean, we went in there sometimes for football, but just the idea of like, that's terrible. Yeah. Who would want to do that to themselves? And so now I'm doing it because it's almost replaced that high intensity that I would get through sports. Yeah. And so I think that that's something that is part of the journey of you get all the benefits of being an athlete through all the years that you played, but you're going to have to make that switch of what's going to replace that. Not as high impact. When you're done. Yep. You still have to trigger some of those high intensity competitive moments. We talked about life. that. Yeah. Like you have to, but if you don't do it in the right way, it's going to be more going to hurt yourself. Yeah. And so, so you have, have to, to find a way it. to intentionally create stress for your system. Yes. Without it without being it, damaging yes. to your joints and or whatever I've just else. just recently kind of gotten aware of that. Yeah, I need your help with that, honestly. I need your help with that. I'm starting to put on some weight, and the only thing I know to do is run, and I know that that's not good for my knees like we yeah. talked about last time. I need your help. Yeah, for me, it's just body awareness. I'll go and work yeah, out, and I'll just think about my spine. Yeah. To be completely honest. You know what I did recently? I got, I got a second massage, Yeah, and she did cupping. You like that? It felt really good i've never done it but it only looks like it's painful it wasn't it, in fact when she you know you get like i have rings on my back right now okay and Did when you do the thing where you flexed your your back and they all popped off no I've seen videos of no that. i was completely relaxed like almost falling asleep like it was really? like, yeah it wasn't painful at all it felt Why really good go? well i ha- have been having like numbness in my hand oh that's not recently good. and and like okay. my it's basically cubital tunnel so like carpal tunnel but on the ulnar side 
and what caused what caused it not an ergonomical setup at work you're typing that much yeah i type a lot well as a school counselor you know i i was working kind of remotely and my desk at home was so i was on the computer all day like really from like seven to like eight at night because i was working with the loyola kids too so i was constantly sending emails and working everything was yeah do you remember the keyboard that donna had to learn and she said i can finally spell curse clip a flump or something like no i don't remember that ergonomics it was like a oh oh yeah yeah Have you gotten one of those pads that like raises? Your I got a pad. Yeah, I got a pad. God, you're so um, boring. I, I know, dude. I <laughs> was got like a keyboard pad, and that's even my coworkers. Like, you're too old. You're too young for these problems. You an extra large mouse and a fat calculator. No, but I got a mouse. Numbers. I stole one of the chairs from the other offices. So I could sit up those higher. Huge calculators that you could buy. Yeah, I bought one of those, and I'm in sure high you school. did, and it just carried around. I remember that actually. To to whip out this and notebook, and you didn't even like carry a backpack. <laughs> You had like a book Just binders, man. Yeah, a binder. I would have to sprint my locker. <laughs> yeah. So you're at the keyboard level of boring. Congrats. Pretty much, but yeah. So That's cool. Do you like long walks on a first morning? <laughs> Do you carry five pound Dude, dumbbells? And not being class? able to sleep past seven a.m. anymore is really disturbing. Like, I'm like, it's not dang. disturbing. It's exciting. I used to sleep till ten eleven. That uh, brightens. Oh, so you get some. It's like a natural. Yeah, it's like a slow. It's a time messes thing. with your melatonin and circadian cool, rhythms. Man. That's that's good. Wake up peaceful. Yeah, so you got to do it. Well, so I've been going to physical therapy for that, and then they said, well, maybe you should get a massage just to loosen things up. And she actually spent like some time on just the arm itself Started the first time. Cupped your entire back. No, the first time she just did a full body, and when she spent some time on the the area that's been bothering me, and then when she got to my back, which was part of the full body, she was right. like, "Oh my god!" Like she was like, "This is tight," and, and you know, I'm anxious wow. and I'm just tightly wound. You know, you're like, I haven't yeah, had, I I've I've had back pain since we were playing football in high school. And, you know, I used to have our athletic trainer rub knots out of it. So, yeah, I'd love to, you know, see what we could do, you know, uh, help you lift your dad out of the water, I think would be a good yeah fitness test. Really, I, I, I'm not too focused on strengthening right now. I just want to get a little more trim, a little more cut. Okay. But definitely that hot yoga, like sweat things out, get some cardio going. Hot yoga is good, man. Yeah, I'm totally willing to try it. We should try it. So that was what I kind of found with the sports research is, but going through it, I mean, I got, of course, I'm going to get more. I just being in it as long as I was, if I just think about it for a little bit, I can be like, oh, okay, well, I felt this and this. What it did for you. Led me there. Yeah. And that's what I learned. But the other thing that I wanted to, I don't know, see if there was at all a way to kind of crack the the can of it and, and see where it would go and be the more that I've been listening to these and the more that I've been really putting work into saying, okay, this is my perspective and this is what I want to kind of push on to see what comes out of the more that I'm getting this realization that no matter how hard I push on what I think and, and how I see the world, it's vastly different from someone that could be five feet from me. Oh, not even of, not, not even that, Curtis. Feet from me. It's so fluid that it could be vastly different from how it something that means to you in a different time period a couple days from now it could be different yeah you know so just based on your mood or experiences or whatever i was kind of laughing at myself with the thought of if life was a person Mm -hmm. then all of these thoughts that you push on is at the end of the day life just says thumbs up 
yeah no yeah if that cool. works cool yeah and then to someone else they could have like the opposite yeah thinking, and, and they say would be like hey, cool hey you over there thumbs up yeah, yeah. you too oh, good job if, yeah if hey it, good day yeah if it hey. gets you through your day and night. yeah see you tomorrow yeah like that's the level of certainty t- some days and sometimes just, yeah okay yeah oh, and sometimes works. curtis cool. when we talk i get the sense that you're so looking for something to hang your hat on like you're like a self-discovery some answer yeah but the thing is it's so fluid that you're never going to find something that's so concrete that it's true all the time so you have to take some of the pressure so off. Let's let's for the sake of of me to say I understand that to then go down the route of okay. So if I'm trying just as as much as someone to my left or my right, mm-hmm. then why do I have a part of me that feels like I have to have an answer? <laughs> Maybe you're at a point in your life where you're seeking direction. I don't, I don't know. Or, or that's interesting too. Is why if it because really some people be don't anything, then why am I getting stuck there? Let's I mean, just go back one step further and let's you, say, well, why is that thought even getting initiated at all? Yeah. Why are you even curious at all? Why are you yeah. seeking? What are you seeking, and why? I just think it's it's so interesting to me to hear that life is this unknown yet the only thing that we try to come to terms with is it ending when if we can go as far as comprehending it not being here then why not think about how amazing and to the levels and to the extent of how amazing it is to be here sure to be alive yeah why do we reserve that comprehension that for existentialism yeah together yeah Uh why do we wait and why do we just say life's uh you just go along for the ride when apparently when you're done with the ride now you can start sure. to piece together what it all means right what is that about and well so last night the last thing I'll, I'll kind of say and then i'll be interesting to to hear what you think yeah is i said to someone wouldn't it be such a bittersweet tale that you know the the human experience is you go through life and you question things and you try to figure it out and then you become like 70 or 80 and then all of a sudden things just start like making sense and then you're like <laughs> Oh, the time I wasted trying to figure it out when I <laughs> just, just needed wasn't to wait. Ready to yeah. know. I mean, that's that'd be, that'd that's a, there's that truth happen, to man. that, though. I yeah. mean, some of the things, the questions that you're desperately seeking for at certain points in your life, you rethink at another point in your life, and it's like, oh, I never thought about it this way. Like, yeah, you know, well, even you saying, you know, looking back at the story of me banging the thing on the water bottles, you're like, oh, any, any way to get attention? Yeah. And I was just thinking I was, you know, figuring out a way. to. Maybe you were. I don't know. But wearing the jacket, buying the cotton candy in the first place. Saying yes to the experience. It's all rooted in. (laughs) Yeah. But also, I have experienced enough, but not enough for my life, but enough at the times to when I make these decisions to know if you don't say yes to some of those moments, you're not going to have experience you're not going to have those moments to look back on. yeah and that's common sense and what's have to you know trust that whatever you are up to that point you you know what's best for you instinctually speaking you can kind of route where the situation is going to go to some level that's going to put you in a good situation Mm -hmm. and then 
from there, the, the moments start to develop. So that's just something that I think about and I, I'm finally getting to the point and, it, and I, these are helping me boil everything down to, well, why am I even questioning any of it? Yeah. Not so much get caught up in what the answers are and what, yeah, no, so why it doesn't even start. You're why? talking about like a, a meta question of like questioning the questioning itself. Question. Right. You're like, yeah. at first you were caught up in all these questions and why can't I find the answers? But now you're saying, what is it that's making me have these questions in the first place? But you know what I, I know enough about is questioning it feels good. Exactly. It feels good to push on the part of your mind that likes to solve things. And do you, at least for me, and do you feel like it still feels good even if you think on a problem for a long time and don't get a solution? That's where realizing that I have to have outlets like hot yoga, Mm -hmm. like a, a very good work life balance like staying consistent with certain things even when i don't always want to that those are the moments that if i do get kind of in the loop yep i'm like okay but i gotta do that sure and so pull yourself back out one thing i wish i could have realized earlier although i'm very glad i realized it at all was you can't go into that pool for the sake of just you know a convenient analogy without always knowing okay i gotta get out i gotta like this is great it's relaxing it's fun to think about things but i gotta go and you know reground yourself yeah yeah we gotta get back to like what i do know because like you're talking about with the gestalt theory Yeah. yeah nothing none of those thought processes and pools that you're jumping in are going to mean anything if you can't piece it back into everything that you are already aware of and already yeah. comfortable with but even just in kind of going in the circles that i've been going through these last i don't know 10 to 15 minutes and just kind of like knowing i kind of have a direction of where i'm going to be speaking to next and mm-hmm. where i'm kind of piecing it from that's what i'm explaining or that's what i mean when i try to explain like kind of half removing yourself and just kind of throwing it out there and then as you kind of have the playback, that natural playback, which is why these are just so amazing because it's a literal playback. I yeah. think we can actually go back and like hear specifically how something came across. Yeah. What was said that we always have that you go on a date and you go back and you're you're by yourself and you think about how the date went or any interaction for that matter. And you look back and then you're like, OK, that natural playback is, is telling me this. Yeah. And yeah. And so. I'm trying to take all of those little moments and see how deep you can go into what you can observe. And then from those observations, what comes out? Yeah. Because I think that there is few situations in life. Like we first started talking, the pickpocketing experience. Right. Where I had every right to be angry and uh-huh. to react in a very like obtuse Ah, you just stole something. Mm-hmm. How dare you? And and act that way. But anger is such a... F- anger shouldn't be as used as it is today with how aware and adaptive and I, I'm going to say evolved we are. Have you heard that anger is a secondary emotion? And you know what that means? Yes, it means that you go from the... What is it? The amygdala? It, it doesn't technically come. It's not. It, does it have anything to do with sympathetic? 
and I, parasympathetic. I, I wasn't more think, speaking in terms of like neurology. I just mean like emotionally, like anger. You're angry because you felt something else first. And anger is a safer response. It's safer. So when you, you were probably feeling hurt or disrespected or, you know, and then, but if you can't catch yourself there, then you respond more accurately to the emotion that you're actually feeling. Cause you weren't really mad. I mean, I would be mad, yeah. but really what I'd be mad at is feeling like belittled or feeling like emasculated. Yeah. You know, like who is this guy? I mean, to be honest, my first thought was, and I, I try to stay in tune with like, it's, and I know you don't like when people say this, but it's 2021, <laughs> the resources we have are just wild. And the fact that something just happened to me that is done in like barbaric ages. You don't think people get pickpocketed every day in Chicago? No, they do. But yeah. I'm saying that like the fact that that's even still happening. Yeah. With how much like everything's a chip now and have, cryptocurrency and, we're still and yeah. doing something that you could like uh, Oliver Twist to like yeah. a, a lasso being thrown and me calling you out to a duel yeah like man that old school saloon yeah shit. just taking someone else's stuff like when that happened to me that was me staring at them like really you're still you're gonna, doing this you're gonna have an iPhone in your pocket right and take my, my wallet yeah. What? And what did you have in your wallet? Anything? I'm not going to go through what I Well, I mean, <laughs> what I'm asking is, did you have a bunch of cash? Because people aren't carrying cash anymore. Well, like That was the other funny thing. I haven't carried cash in. Right. So you're going to cancel your cards before they use it. You know what, though? For anybody who's who uh, who finds this and then uh, wants to pickpocket me in the future. Um, it's going to be in his front pocket. I've got, <laughs> I carry $1,000 cash. <laughs> just take it we'll leave peacefully because now you know what i'm doing I'm, i've been in a situation where there's like a predator that took something yeah and now i'm giving the predator society hey this is this is how i'm gonna react see at first it was a it was a surprise reaction you're gonna be ready but for now him. i've given my card away yeah and now they're like oh so you're just gonna stare at me i'll just leave yeah. but now what i'm gonna order is one of those uh chest the belt the belt yeah <laughs> it's like the, the the wallet garter or whatever yeah i don't know it's just unfortunate and what That's i crazy said, i still can't believe that someone just walked up to you in a bar did he like try to sneak it out of your pocket like you didn't know yeah. or did he just yeah. blatantly look That's at you pickpocketing, man god okay yeah so he thought he was gonna get away without you noticing yeah and you the, noticed the thing i said in the recording where i went through it for kind of the full details i don't have to um, listen to that it was oh hold on I had it, man. We're not going to do this thing again. We're like, like stop <laughs> well, losing your train of thought. Here, here's my question, though. Oh, no, I lost my question, too. Shoot. Yeah. Um, I don't dang. know. It's just, it's I, I can't believe that, though. Still, yeah, they still happen. And, yeah. But what he didn't really have much to gain from doing that, though. Because, again, it's not like you're going to have $100 cash in your pocket. Yeah. What's he going to use your ID as a fa- Like, I don't get what his motive was. Yeah, I, you know what? I got out injury free. I mean, that was. And you got your wallet back. I mean, that was the most important thing. How soon after he grabbed it did you notice it? Or did you notice it as you So it was not even a good pickpocket. Wow. I felt the lift. Wow. One thing I said was I was either the first pickpocket. He was practicing. So. (laughs) You're an easy mark. This guy's big. Right. Big pockets. You know what's wild too is. the group that we went out with, it was some reps from the other companies that were there at the course with me. And 
I had said something like, hey, you know, I don't really know the area, so I don't know if I'm going to go out. And they started saying things like, oh, you got to live. You got to get out there. And I'm like, you don't realize every time I do that, I get I am such an easy target. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm just like trying to naively have a good time. Right. And everyone really can see like, you. I'm not. I, I, I actively try not to be skeptical of certain things because I'm just hoping for the best all the time. Yeah. And so I'm which like, makes you an easy mark. I don't think you realize. Yeah. Every time I go out. I've got to either be really stressed about being there, or if I'm not, then I've got to be stressed about something after the fact. Shit in your hood. So, yeah. <laughs> but I, you know what? Maybe that's my life. Maybe that's my life's journey is, is to let loose a little bit, relax, trust that well, I've got the tools and the things. What's that, the worst thing that would happen if they got away with your wallet? You know, maybe they I found covered their, beer t- their bar tab that night. You cancel your credit cards. Yeah. Or you go to DMV and, you know, I mean, life goes on. Yeah, but and you got to see New Orleans. I've never been in New Orleans. What was it like? You know, it was uh, it was interesting. Cobble streets, a lot of music, a couple snakes being passed around. Yeah, was it like lively, like on the streets? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was very much different. Different than Chicago's liveliness. Yeah, yeah. You know what? That's cool. So driving around Chicago is, I think, as a tourist, which you're always told when you go into a new area, you kind of carry yourself differently when you're you're obviously yes. from the area i can spot people who aren't from chicago in chicago because whether it's, it's like those a, who go to the bean <laughs> hey sometimes <laughs> i like to go there just to keep my tourist scent yeah but it's <laughs> the fact that <laughs> like with what happened in new orleans i had to leave like i was going home whereas if you live there i could have stayed and found it so it's the fact that like you can try to get away with it but i live here so i'm probably gonna put some effort into like yeah I, if somebody swipes your wallet and you don't know who did it in chicago you're not gonna find your wallet i hope it doesn't happen in chicago it's likely to. i love chicago too much to think that that happens oh, you are you need to not be that optimistic sorry i hate it but that's so things happen i i watched on the cta uh someone like my mom's age sitting there with her phone on the seat next to the door yeah dude standing by the door waits till right before the door's about to close grabs her phone and is off the door shuts and we're off to the next stop and he's got her phone at the stop and she's on, you know like that stuff happens a lot That's terrible man. you have to be have to have your guard up got to button that button every time you God. go out <laughs> that's terrible but it's still you know again what's the worst thing okay she lost her phone that sucks bad day you oh. know what she got a story to tell Finally, I remembered. Here it is. Remembered what? What I was going to say before. That train's gone, dude. On the recording where I talked about what had happened, I brought up getting pickpocketed and getting my wallet back. Whatever stress that is, is the tip of the tip of the tip of the iceberg of things that could have been going on at that moment in the world. You think that's like the most extreme or? No, it's the barely even scratching the surface. I just wanted to, I just want to check your level of, you know, the tip of the iceberg, like everything. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. Unseen. Gotcha. No, there's so much more going on. Yeah. Crazy, crazy stuff. So as much as I like could have let that become like, right. Wouldn't believe what happened. happened Totally. Totally. It was like, okay. I mean, I got my wallet pickpocketed and it sucks. I I can't handle it in the least aggressive way, which is what brings me back to the whole idea of like anger is if you're, if you can press on your cognitive function to comprehend things, 
yes, there are moments in life where it throws you in that loop where it's like you really have to react. And it's kind of who are you as a person that's going to give you the reaction? And that's the work you put up leading up to that moment where it's either you're going to go this direction or that direction. But if you can start to grab those moments before it goes into autopilot or automatic yes, mode. exactly. You should never essentially get to these like blown yeah. up moments. And if I'm saying that and I'm going to bring like and I'm challenging the moments that could happen because I get back from New Orleans. I go to my car that was parked at O'Hare. My windshield was cracked. Shoot. So I had to get a fixed windshield. Right. You know, I have to deal with the car accident that happened in Moline when I was driving in a rental. So yeah. it was that. So it's like that's. I was going to bring it up today and then I was glad that you were like, let's talk, you know, let's got a couple stories and then we can. So that was nice to have a plan, but I'm going into this thinking that's life though. Sometimes life puts you, especially when you get married, you have kids, you have like this whole life to start developing is you don't have time to sit back and be right. For me. From the big picture. Yeah. Because you just have to keep doing things. Yep. You have to just caught up in it, checking boxes and making sure that you're putting everything. Okay, what's next? And so that's where I'm I'm starting to kind of get some of those waves brought into my life. And I'm like, okay, well, where can I make some ground up? How can I start to get these things done quicker and quicker to get back to those moments where I can like recenter? And yeah, so for you saying I need your help to have me kind of slim up and do that. What's your tried and true centering? How do you, with all that life brings to you, bring it back to, okay, this is home base. This is my perspective. Let's keep on moving forward. Are you saying like what motivates me? Without getting too caught up in all that life throws at you. Sure. And getting thrown in all these different directions. How do what is it that brings you back to, with all of this going on, I'm anchored in this. I am rooted in this. I mean, because if you never come back to that, right, you're lost. I mentioned it, and I think win. I think in our first podcast of like every day I choose life, right? Because I there was a point where that wasn't my choice. So since that point where I've chosen, I'm going to live. It's always I want to be better. I want to get better over time. I want to make sure that whether it's a short period of time or a long period of time, I'm better at the end of it than I am at the beginning of it. And you have those when you're saying like when you zoom back out, you're caught up and I'm working hard. I'm doing everything. And then you zoom out, you examine yourself, become self-aware and you realize like right now for me, I'm realizing in terms of my physical wellness. I'm not better now than I was a year ago. I'm actually worse. Because of the situation you were in yeah. where you realized, wow, I, I could be a little bit more physically well. Okay. Yeah. So that's now I'm like, okay, I noticed that about myself because I choose life. I don't want to choose like, okay. So the reason life, that life said, here's a comparison. Are you going to take that comparison and choose better? Right. Or be- are you going to stay? It's going to, it's going to be easier for me to choose life because sometimes it's difficult for me to choose life with my mental condition and the way that my brain is wired and i'm kind of get stuck in that rut sometimes where it's easy for me to become suicidal if in order for me to make it easier for myself to choose life i want to wake up with energy and not be self-conscious of my body and you know so i'm trying to set myself up to make that decision every day easier to be like of course i choose life i feel great today the the cycle that your mind goes through when it gets to a point where it's like life isn't yeah worth it yeah is your 
your mind doing its best to say, okay, well, you continue to give me sad. Mm -hmm. So this is what I deem the next thing. And so that kind of, it was interesting to hear that because I'm like, okay, so there is kind of this like functionality to us where there are patterns that exist, but it doesn't sound like once that pattern's had, it ever goes away. You always have to. Yeah. I think it's stronger for, for some. It. And yeah, it's like, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe what I mean. It's if, if I'm not taking care of my body, it affects my self-esteem, not just because I don't look the way I want to look, but because I'm communicating to myself that I don't, I'm not worth feeling good. It's not, I don't through deserve your, through the effort you're putting towards your body. Yeah. I'm, I'm by my actions, I'm okay. signaling to my body that it's not important enough okay. for me to take care so of. So you're working and with that leads mirror. me into okay. that. So you're working with the mirror in front of you and you're like, Hey mirror, guess what? Yeah. I've talked to my body and we don't care enough. So that's why you keep seeing what you're saying. Yeah. And, okay. <laughs> and it makes it easier for me to not choose life because I'm saying, it, it lowers my self-esteem because I'm like, again, and not, it's not so much that like a vein looking in the mirror, not liking what I'm seeing, which is certainly there, but it's also the fact that if, if I'm through my actions, subconsciously telling myself and my psyche and my mind and my body that I'm going to be self-destructive, my body is going to be like, well, I don't want to deal with that for 50 more years and what you're setting me, setting me up for. So and it is like a separation, but mm-hmm. then there's also the opportunity for unity. I mean, the whole mind body thing is not just some spiritual mumbo jumbo. Yeah, but it takes jumbo, effort. Jumbo. Mumbo. <laughs> mumbo jumbo. It's jumbo, actually like, yeah. 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 So for me is when I asked you to do that, that was a big step in me telling myself like, all right, I matter right, right here, man. right? Yeah. Because I care enough about my future self that I want that life to be enjoyable where when I'm feeling down and I'm feeling like life isn't worth it, I don't care to make those decisions. I don't care to eat right. I don't care to make sacrifices in the short term to set myself up. And then that creates a cycle where it's yeah. harder the next time because I'm not feeling as good. Yeah. I'm sicker. I'm, you know, Yep. that's why I'm sweating everything out of me and hot yoga. every Sunday yeah, is because I'm thinking if I can use when my body is on this uptick, mm-hmm. then when the body does start to just decline, I started at a higher place. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's so all, you also have to think about momentum. And a big thing for me is I know that my physical wellness hasn't gotten better, but there have been areas of my life in that same period of time that have gotten better. So, yeah. you, you know, you look at it holistically, but my thing is Which even, is, I don't mean, but that's why it's so difficult for me to find where do you balance stressing yourself out to gain financial success? Yep. If it is coming at the cost of, of your, your physical well-being. wellness. And that's the battle that I'm fighting right now. Cause I poured so much into my internship and my students that like, I bit off more than I could chew. And I was all about helping other people, but that's not sustainable because I didn't have time to care for myself. So I'm going to get burnt out. I'm not going to be able yeah. to continue helping people who knows if, if I my, keep doing it the way that I'm doing it. If my earnings potential at 50 is higher, if I have more energy, yeah. Then if see, I'm I think about it, out I don't know. I don't want to sound like a dick, but 
I, I don't, I don't think about money that often. I, it's just in the position that I've been growing. I mean, you know, my position yeah. with the lottery and everything, but I, my thing is, yeah. P- Do you want to touch on that? Just, have we talked about that? The fact you that haven't, I, you did too. What? Or your dad? No, my dad. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Have no, we talked about that? You haven't mentioned anything. You might've mentioned it and we didn't really yeah. like dive in. We could talk about it. I don't know how much, how long has this been going? We, I and mean, we save it for another time. We're at an hour and 43 minutes. Yeah, maybe we save it for another time. Yeah. It's interesting, the effects it that it had and the what lottery. the assumptions. And yeah. Long story short, no. to, to, we've got to tease it. Okay. Because not too many people okay. have probably heard this story. Okay, you can tease it. So my dad in 2002, in the height of his addictions, one of his addictions to gambling paid off in that he hit a scratch-off lottery ticket for a million dollars. And it changed our life, and we're still benefiting from that you didn't tease it you just gave it away well i didn't tease the effects that it had on me because it's not what you would expect okay. so tune in so in connection to what we talk about mm-hmm. you did tease it yeah because we dive in a little we're exactly we just showed the i'm not surface. just here to tell a story about my dad we, i could tell the story but i want to piece you it back you into said, you said come down the hallway let's open this door this is the size of the body of water in here mm-hmm. but we'll we jump in next week we haven't gone swimming yet people. exactly next week stay tuned yep. or whenever we do the next one grab your so. scuba gear yeah we're diving deep but i look at my earnings potential, the way you're talking about, I look at it as my service potential is how well am I going to be? Cause when I have my self-esteem issues and I don't think that I'm worth the effort and everything, it's like, well, but my clients are, my students are, they're worth me being a better, being feeling better. Cause I'm yeah. going to be a better service to them. Yeah. So that's how I trick my brain into taking care of myself. Yeah. Cause it's like, if I'm just doing it for me, well, what does it matter if I turn out fat and I'm lazy and unhappy but my service to others will be compromised so that's a trick that i i use to to motivate myself but that i do the same in all of its different variations Mm -hmm. but not even a trick just an available tool that your mind has yeah exactly yeah that's that's what i just wish could be plugged in more times than not when it comes to people that get angry yes is just to think you always have that route you can always take it down the direction of you know further development further growth you never have to take it down this like black this blackness of a reaction and getting caught up in just reaction because yeah, when you're just like, blindly reacting to an emotion you're probably not making the best choices that are going to feel lead toward when people betterment. respond in an angry way you feel that closed off nature starting to come over you yeah and you feel like you're in this tunnel of thinking now because and nothing good's gonna come set. of it yeah yeah you're not gonna find a connection you're not gonna find a solution all it is gonna be is getting your anger out which ends up being more destructive to the situation I'm than just, to the situation itself i'm glad also that this recording is gonna turn the tables on you being heard really well because i'm looking at the voice i didn't say you know what i mean once i know you didn't and I'm looking at the pitch right now. Yeah. Because you're closer to the mic. I'm trying. I want to be mumbling like a. I'm worried it, I might be too close. It we'll might be see. a little too loud. We'll, see. we'll, I, we'll get it right. And yeah. we got to get the two mic thing going. But. Hey, man, if you want to get it. I was going to say, it probably should be my purchase. It's only but, like 100 bucks. It's not bad. <sighs> that's a lot. I don't have. I, don't have, I have zero income. Really? I, I, I just graduated. Why don't you go on a street corner? And offer free advice. You know, I got home at 1230 the other night and a dude was juggling. 
we gotta like even the like the sound here is it bad you're sorry you're coming in hot I'm, i think it's gonna that sound was my good, goal i don't think look so at, i've got these like mini mini is scoops. that you yeah oh That's shoot me, man oh shoot i'm way too close yeah i feel like it's gonna sound good though can I, you I, adjust it afterwards i can't shucks i can adjust some of the effects on it but no i yeah i messed it up so oh no you you hey this was a great conversation and i'm glad that we're still doing these i'm glad that i'm getting better at transporting this thing so it gives us some freedom yeah we took the, we, did we even mention that we're not at home no we're we, in we took the show on the road yeah today. You, you we're in where you grew up man this my is, this is the home yeah boat this is the spoden household we're hoping to get my dad on to tell his side of the story yeah, and he's I a better think, storyteller. Than I I feel like I didn't do the story justice, but I hope yeah. if nothing else, I hope you get the visual of his pasty white body being towed down the river. Do you think he had a smolder while he was doing it? There was some times where I saw fear in his eye, which I don't see very often. Really? Yes, it was like and wow. a couple times where he, said, he won't admit that, but he okay. a couple times where he asked for my help, which he doesn't do, like help when he's in the water and I'm on the wow. boat and I'm like shoot. Okay, but but yeah. It was a it was a crazy time. Well, Happy we're not we gonna it. be able to connect next week because you're going to Florida. That's right, and probably the week after that, I, I won't come home till Sunday. So okay, so I've got some solo ones to do. Yeah, it'll be fun though. I'm. I'll listen. We're able to do this, and I'm gonna give that your story about the pickpocket a listen. I want to hear the the full. Yeah, I told it while I was in a hotel room, so I had this irrational thinking that I was breathing really loud, and then when I listen to it after putting some like denoisers on it that it didn't sound like that at all so it just sounds like i'm randomly bringing up and i'm breathing loud oh. so you'll, you'll hear that the whole time but what do you think this one should be called what should be called uh can you can you cuss in the title no okay a, a hood full of crap or something like that okay okay <laughs> I'll, I'll run it by the think tank. So maybe combine I'll, our stories. I'll see if, I'll or see if the marketers. Gorillas in the that. Mississippi. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. You, you come up with some good ones. You got like a theme going on though, right? I don't want to mess with your. No. You know what I started adding is episode okay. number yeah. to help me cool, track yeah. it better. And awesome. then I do uh, rule of three. So I'll do A, B, and C. Like this is this, what this, we and this. About. Okay. And then the little thing will be like, you know, if I listen back to it and I think of like something that I, I would be like a little plug that mm-hmm. wasn't said, I'll say that in the description. Gotcha. But I'm really interested to see how my voice get, got picked up this time. I think I talked too loud, man. I think no, I blew it. Good. All right, man. Well, happy Sunday. Thank you for taking the time on a Sunday night. Yeah. And the, the Max and Curtis show shall continue on. It rolls on. Good night, everybody.